Thanks for listening to the teaching podcast for People of Hope Church. To learn more about our ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, visit peopleofhope.church. This morning we're looking at a, a, a kind of a one-off sermon, a little bit of a teaching today, uh, because a lot of us are facing right now some decisions that we need to make, some options that are in front of us, some things that may be causing us stress and anxiety. They may be simple decisions, they may be massive decisions, but God cares about what's going on in your life. He cares that you're at an intersection, you're at a fork in the road, and God loves you, and part of his love and care for you is that he wants to remind you through his promises that he is with you in this decision-making process and that God's plan for you is that you would trade all of your anxiety for trust. That you would trade your anxiety for trust. That through prayer and through thanksgiving that some transformation would happen on the inside. It's not that everything would crystallize in your mind and you would see how it all plays out and you would see all the results and that you would have all kinds of guarantees that you're making the absolute guaranteed promise, pinky swear, best decision. But something will happen on the inside where you will find the peace of God. And some of you right now are deciding on some issues in your relationships. Some of you are deciding about college and what's next for you. Some of you are deciding about how to handle and care for and love and serve your aging parents. And some of you are struggling through some of the difficulties and and challenges that come along with your own medical struggles and health issues and other challenges at work and at school. We've got all these kind of things. And God absolutely brought you here on purpose this morning. You are not here by accident. You are here to come close to him and to be reminded that he loves you and he cares about you and he's with you in this time. And you may be sitting here going, I am absolutely one of those people and I would really love some peace. I don't have that power to give it to you. No one else has that power to give it to you, but God can put peace into your heart. Amen? Open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. This is where we're going to spend our time this morning in verses 6, or se- 6 and 7 of the book of Philippians chapter 4. We've got this great challenge and a promise. The challenge and the promise comes from the Apostle Paul, a leader of churches. He had spent time in Philippi. He helped get this, the church at Philippi, the gathering of Christians in Philippi. He helped get that group started. And he loves them dearly, and he's writing this letter to them. It's in chapter 4. It's toward the very end of the letter. And in this moment, he's giving some concluding remarks, and he's also encouraging the Christians of that church. And he's saying, listen, through prayer, through thanksgiving, you can trade your anxiety for God's peace. Look at it with me, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything But in every situation, by prayer and petition, that means requests, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Let me read it again. Do not be anxious or stressed or worried about anything, but in every situation. How many situations? Every situation. Doesn't mean if it's small, doesn't matter if it's big. 
in every situation by prayer and petition, these requests, these asking, it's a humbling of yourself. It's saying, Lord, I've got this going on. That's not news to you. You know my life. You see everything that's happening. You see stuff on the outside and stuff on the inside, but I'm coming to you, Lord. I'm humbling to you. I said, I can't do this. I don't know which way to go. I don't know how to handle this. I am making a petition to you. Would you please answer me in these moments? By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And here's the promise. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, meaning it goes beyond what seems like you should have. There can be a moment while you're facing this decision, while you're in the middle of this struggle, while you're not sure which way to go and what to do, there can be a moment where you're thinking, I shouldn't be at peace about this right now. There's a lot going on, but oh my, I'm at peace on the inside. That's God. That's a peace that transcends, or as an older translation says, a peace that passes understanding, a peace that goes through and digs down to the very bottom of all your anxiety, of all your stress, of all of your worry. The peace of God is stronger than your struggle. And you may think, I am just swimming in anxiety, in fear about all that's in front of me right now. It's the peace of God can transcend all of that and could pierce all the way down to the bottom. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Notice, it's an inward result. The peace of God will not give you all the answers, not give you guarantees, but the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. By the way, the only reason we have access to God, the only reason we can go to him with our petition, with our humble request, the only reason we can ask and seek and knock, as the Bible tells us, the only reason we can go to him in our time of need is because Jesus gave himself on the cross as a substitute payment for the debt you and I owed for sinning against God. And Jesus satisfied God's wrath and paid our debt in full. And Jesus died and God raised him from the dead three days later. And God said to us, if we would believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he really did die and rise again for sin, that we could become disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus, new and adopted and free and clean and forgiven and all kinds of amazing things in our life with God including the ability to go to him. So everything that you have and the ability to have the peace of God in your life is only possible for, because of Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thanks be to God for the amazing gift of salvation because apart from him, we'd be on our own. Apart from him, we would be stuck and lost. Apart from him, we'd just be guessing. Apart from him, we'd be swimming in fear. Apart from him, we would only be able to call on our abilities. But because of Jesus, in the middle of our struggle, in the middle of our decisions, 
we can go and petition God. I love what it says here in the New International Version, but I also put up on the screen for you today what it says in the New Living Translation. I love just the clarity of it. It says, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Isn't that just clear? (laughs) Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Helping you today, serving you today, loving you and leading you today as a shepherd in the kingdom of God. I want to give you five things this morning about following God's lead. What to do when you don't know what to do. Coming out of these challenges, coming out of these promises. Five things this morning. Number one, trust God's good heart and powerful plan. Trust God's good heart and powerful plan. Everybody needs to understand this and let this be at the foundation of your decision making. He is never cruel. And he will not abandon you. And he is never unkind. And he is never forgetful. God knows what's going on in your family, in your house, at your work, in your relationships, at your school, on your team. God sees all of those things and knows all of those things. And he is not holding on to his plan for your life and keeping it somewhere where you can't find it in some way of saying, I'm going to play hide and seek with my plan for your life. And you're just on your own. Good luck. God is never cruel. Oh man, that's good news. I need to trust his good heart. So God has a plan for my life and it's a good plan because he is a good God. Amen? He's never cruel. He's never unkind. He's never forgetful. His motives for how he leads you and for how he leads me, those motives are good. So as God leads us, All of his motives are perfect and they are good. Also, he is sovereign. That means he has all authority. There's no place in existence where God is not king. There's no place in existence where God does not have authority and rule. There is no place in existence where God doesn't have have influence and power and where God's not in charge. He is sovereign. And what that tells you as you wrestle in stress, as you wrestle in anxiety, as you wrestle in worry over the things that are in front of you, what that tells you is this. You are not powerful enough to derail the plans of Almighty God. (laughs) You are not powerful enough to derail God's plans. You may be thinking, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to choose. Follow him, let him lead. We're gonna help you out with some more things in a minute, but let's get to this starting point here. However I choose, I'm not gonna mess up the universe. Whatever I choose, I am not stronger than God, right? So there at the foundation, at the bedrock of this following God's lead, what to do when I don't know what to do. First of all, I need to lock in and I need to 
trust that he has a good heart and a powerful plan. God has a plan for your life and you aren't strong enough to wreck it. Did that just let out some of the air of pressure on your decision? I hope so. I hope so. You and I are not so powerful to mess up God's plan. Number two, reduce the pressure of this moment of decision. In your own heart, in your own mind, reduce the pressure of this moment. For most of you in the room, life and death do not hang on the decision you're facing. So breathe. And the stress and the worry and the anxiety that's been dialed up, you're the one who's got your hand on the dial. Reduce the pressure. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm all worked up. God's not all worked up. He's sovereign. He's at peace. I'm all worked up about something. I'm treating this as my life's success or failure may hinge on what I do with this moment in this decision about what college I go to. And it's a big deal and it's an important deal, but you're not powerful enough to wreck the plan of God. And it's just what school I go to. At the end of the day, God will be with me, God will guide me, and God will accomplish his purposes for my life. And so I need to step back. <laughs> I have made this decision way bigger than it is. Friends, aim for making the best prayed over and well-informed decision you can but don't aim for perfection because you're not always going to get it right in life. You had that experience where you are looking for a certain store or a place or a restaurant or a park or whatever it is, and you're going and you think, I think we need to turn left here, and you turn left here and you realize, no, I think we should have taken a right. So you got to stop and find a place to turn around or do one of those in the middle of the street three-point turns. That's probably very illegal. And you went left and you kind of realized, oh wait, it's not down here, it's over, it's over the other way. We should have gone right back there. That's not the end of the world. No one in that moment is getting out of the car and going, I'm a failure. I'm a terrible person with directions. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe the other people in the car saw me take a left when I should have taken a right. Oh no, my life is over. As silly as that sounds, don't attach a goal of perfection with the choices you're making, particularly young people. You may pray over this and be as well-informed as you can and be thoughtful and get wise counsel and do lots of research and all of those things, but at some point you may take a left and kind of go, oh, wait a minute, I actually probably would have been better to take a right and I'm gonna need to adjust and that's okay because you're human and you're not always going to make the right call. So give yourself a break and stop expecting yourself to be perfect because you're not, no matter what your mom says. <laughs> Don't aim for perfection. Your life won't be over if you have to adjust. Seek wise counsel. But friends, as you do this, don't 
Ask them to make the decision for you. Take responsibility for the decision. Embrace the fear. And recognize that that's a moment of courage. I've prayed. I've researched. I've taught. I've, I've thought. I've asked. I've investigated. And now I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to ask these other people in my life, what do you think? What do you think? But I'm not going to ask them to tell me what to do. Often, if we're really honest, we realize that we're not so much afraid of being wrong as we're afraid of looking wrong. Hello? Often, we're desperate for other people to live out the decisions for us so we don't have to take the responsibility or embarrassment or blame for them. And God has called us not to be a people of fear, amen? And young people, God's calling you to grow up. And you're not always gonna get it right, but get out there and make decisions. And young people, we're with you. When you have to adjust, we're with you. All of us have had to adjust. Can I get an amen from the grown-ups in the room? And let go of this thought, I have to do it right because I don't want anybody see me do it wrong. We already know you're imperfect. Don't be offended. You already know we're imperfect. So reduce the pressure of this moment. Some of you are creating your own pressure. Stop elevating this decision to the point of my life's success or failure hangs on the answer to this question. Pray, think, get counsel, do your best, and then go forward in a decision. Trusting God. Because you know what the Bible tells you? That if you'll not worry about anything but pray about everything, that if you'll pray and be thankful, that the peace of God, peace that you're not even sure where it comes from, peace that you're thinking, how in the world did this get in here? Peace that you're thinking, where did this, where did this, how did this show up? The peace of God will guard your heart and your mind as you walk the road, as you adjust, as you go through hills and valleys, mountains and valleys. The peace of God will guard your heart as you follow Jesus. That's the promise of God's word. Number one was trust God's good heart and powerful plan. Number two is reduce the pressure of this moment of decision. Number three is inspect the options for sin or compromise. Inspect the options in front of you for sin or compromise. What I'm saying is, is that if your decision option involves sin, then you already have part of your answer. Amen? Because this is important. God will never lead us to sin as a part of his plan for our life. 
Let me give you an example. There might be someone who's deciding about beginning an affair with someone in their office. And they could argue that their spouse at home is to blame for not being interested in physical intimacy. They could argue that they need this other person. They could argue that they deserve some pleasure and some happiness. They might even argue that God is the one who opened this door and put this person right in front of you. Nope. God will test us to refine us, but God will never tempt us to compromise us. God will test us to refine us, but he'll never tempt us to compromise. If the door is open to an affair at your office, God is not the one who opened that door. Run away. I don't know, should I? I mean, I can figure out, you got lots of justifications, you got lots of arguments, you got lots of rationalizations, you got lots of, lots of ideas for why you deserve it and why it'd be okay and why it's not that big of a deal and why nobody else is gonna get hurt and why it's, why it's okay. Listen, any moment where you are choosing to willfully disregard the purposes and plans and word of God, God will not bless, God will not condone, God will not get on board with that. Students, you may be in a moment of school and you've got a project and there's a decision. I'm really behind and the project is due and I could really cheat in this moment and get it done. And you could argue, I've been really busy. You could argue, man, I haven't even slept in a few days. You could argue that you normally do all your work on time. You could argue that no one will know. You could argue that you're going to graduate and it won't impact your grade. You could argue, 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 argue. But this is not what God wants for you. Inspect your options for sin or compromise, regardless of your justifications. God will never approve, condone, or bless a decision to sin. So look at your options. You may be thinking, I'm just trying to decide between schools. I'm trying to decide if it's time for my parents to, to, to go to this kind of a facility or this kind of a housing person or have at-home care. I'm trying to decide about a medical deal. There's not a lot of sin involved here. That's fine. But some folks in the room, you may not have even put it in terms like this before you walked in the room. Right in front of you right now, you're choosing whether to walk the road of pleasing God or whether to walk in compromise and God brought you here on purpose this morning to remind you that you need to inspect your decisions. And if the decisions involve willful sin, run away. You've already got your answer. Number four, two more. Think beyond which option is easiest or most comfortable. 
think beyond which option is easiest or most comfortable. God doesn't always lead us on paths that are easy. Can I get an amen? He doesn't always lead us on paths that are easy. You and I, each of us needs to be re- we need to be ready to endure the valley on the way to the mountaintop. You have to be ready. What's your endurance readiness like? The Word of God. Do a study on this tonight before you go to bed. Look up all the times the Bible talks about enduring and endurance. We are to be a people who endure. The winds are going to come, but we need to stand strong. The storms are going to rage, but we need to endure. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. There's going to be resistance and rejection and understanding that that people kind of think we're wrong and they think we're foolish, but we need to endure. We need to be ready and not just choose the path that's always easy. We need to choose the path where the peace of God is. We need to pray, we need to think, and we need to step forward. Be ready to endure the valley on the way to the mountaintop. Walking forward in a decision. Young people, listen carefully to this. Walking forward in a decision is likely going to include some resistance. It's likely going to also include your own uncertainty. You're going to think, I'm going to go this way, and you're going to start this way, and you're like, ooh, was this the right way? I've just taken one step. You may even get rejection. You may be completely misunderstood by others. You may even suffer. God does not call his people to a life of ease and comfort. He calls his people to a life of discipleship. Follow his lead. And if you're looking between the options, don't think which one's the cheapest. Which one's the easiest? Which one's the quickest? Which one's the most comfy, cozy? That's not always the question. The question needs to be, Lord, where do you want me to go? Would you please be clear? Lord, how should I handle this? Would you please be clear? Lord, would you speak to me and give me a peace in my heart and in my mind because I really do want to live my life your way. I've got these days, I've got these years, I really want to spend them in a way that pleases you. Lord, I really do want to honor you with my days and my decisions. So speak. Be clear to me. And if it's an uphill road for a little while, I'm okay with that. Because I know the place you're leading me comes from a good heart. Because I trust your good heart. Life is going to include hard work. Hello? Hello? So so there is no path that's not involving hard work. (laughs) There is no path that doesn't include a little bit of struggle. And at some point, As you follow God, you may have to choose a path that other people will tell you, I wouldn't choose that path.
But I remind you, you're accountable to God, not to an opinion poll of your decisions. Hello? Think beyond which option is easiest and most comfortable and pursue the peace of God in your life, which brings us to number five, the last one. Pray for peace in your heart and mind. Ask God for it. Ask him to be unambiguous. Ask him to close other doors. Ask him to be really clear. Ask him to speak to you on the inside. Ask him to grow your ability to recognize his voice and his leadership. Ask him to mature you as a disciple who understands what discernment is of listening with your heart to the voice and leadership of God. Now, as you do this, you want to do what the Bible says. You want to pray about everything and ask him to be clear and give yourself a break because discerning God's peace may take a little time to learn. But pray about everything. Pray before the decision instead of making the decision and then asking God to bless your own plan. Pray before the decision instead of making your own decision and then asking God to bless your plan. Let's be people who are trying to be led by God, not just endorsed by God. Sometimes I fear this thought that when I try to lead and run my own life, I will choose a path that is so far beneath what the Lord wanted to do in my days. And I'll choose that lower path and he'll hear my request to bless that and he'll say, okay, I'll bless that. But if I had waited before the Lord, and prayed and sought him beforehand and asked him with thanksgiving and wonder if God might have put some other path in my life in front of me where the peace was. And it might have been different because I asked him beforehand. We can't know those things. But let's be people who go to prayer first. As you pray for peace in your heart and mind, do not look for outward signs. Look for inward peace. Then decide and go forward. There's all kinds of ways that people look for signs. All kinds of ways. I found a parking spot in front of my favorite store today. It's a sign from God. I mean, it was a front row spot. Be careful. (laughs) The promise of Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the outcome of this verse is a guarded heart and a guarded mind. It's not a set of external signs. 
And friends, remember that we are a people of faith, that as you pray and as you seek wise counsel and as you ask the Lord, as you bring these humble petitions, as you go to him and as the peace of God comes into your life, that doesn't mean that that will give you all these guarantees that it's going to work out the way you planned. We're a people of faith. And the promise here is that you'll get a guarded heart and a guarded mind full of peace as you follow Jesus. But that doesn't mean you're not going to have to adjust. That doesn't mean you're not going to incur, in, in, in involve yourself into some hardship and suffering. Seek the peace of God. Last little note on this. The outcome of this verse is the guarded heart and mind. And you're not going to get a promise from God here that says he'll show you you were right. Follow him today and trust him today and then get up tomorrow and trust him tomorrow. Stop waiting for some confirmation that you were right and just follow Jesus. Jesus wants us dependent and trusting. He wants us leaning onto him. He wants us holding his hand as we journey. He wants, a, a, he wants us trusting him for what we can see today. We can't see the next two weeks, two months, two years, two decades. He doesn't want us to try to figure all the details out. He just wants us to follow today. And some of us struggle with needing to be right with God which is an interesting dynamic for another day's teaching. But the king of the universe who sees all things and knows all things is asking you to trust him as he leads you. So let go of your own need to say, I was right. I was right. Just follow as closely as you can. I've heard these stories from some couples who have been married for a little while and one of the spouses will call up the other spouse and say, uh, you have 30 minutes to pack a bag. I'm taking you on a trip. Well, I don't, what, what, what should I pack? Where am I going? I, I've got it all planned out for you. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a time that you have, your mom's coming over and keeping the kids and we're going away. It's going to be incredible. I've not done this in my own relationship. It's a good goal. I need to work on that. It's something I should probably work on and plan on pretty soon. I just kind of popped the balloon of surprise out of that. <laughs> but think about that moment. And someone says, and all of a sudden you're thinking, well, what, what should I pack? Should I pack warm weather, cold weather? Are, are, are we going to the beach? Are we going to the mountains? What are we doing here? What, 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 all these kind of things. And, and then there are all these questions that come. Well, how, how are we getting there? How, how long is it going to take to get there? Where, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Five-year-olds aren't the only ones who ask that question. <laughs> What's it going to be like? What are we going to eat? Where are we going to stay? And with the questions, the one being whisked away is at risk for missing the delight of being led somewhere good. 
in that moment, the spouse who had to pack a bag and only had 30 minutes to do it, that spouse needs to trust the, the heart of the other spouse. They're good. They have good in mind for me. They're not going to lead me to something awful. They're not going to take me to a place that's miserable. They know what I like and what I don't like. They're not going to... They're not going to take me somewhere where I'm like, this is the worst place on the planet. I need to trust their heart. And on this trip, you may experience traffic. But the destination's amazing. So you endure. You may endure sitting on the tarmac for two hours. Flights are stacked out of Atlanta. You may experience rain on the first two days. But the destination is worth it. And being together is worth it. And I don't know what you walked in the room this morning that you're, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what decision is in front of you. I don't know what struggle is in front of you. But trust your father's good heart. That if he's asked you to follow him, you can trust him. Amen? He's not going to lead you somewhere that isn't ultimately good. Because he's always faithful. And I know you'll have questions. And you need to be ready for some uphill moments. And you need to be prepared for some storms. But the destination with the one leading you is absolutely worth it. So pursue the peace of God. And follow his lead.